Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What is up, my friends? It is so good to be back chatting with you all. I missed you all incredibly over the past nine days or so. There's a lot for us to go through, a lot for us to talk about in tonight's stream. Of course, we'll be discussing the title. We'll be discussing the links to Liverpool, bringing in some more players. We'll be talking about George Schmadke and his future. We'll be looking ahead to the game against Everton, the Merseyside Derby as well. Lots and lots for us to go through. And of course, while I was away, they did see in their infinite wisdom, the Manchester Police, to make sure that when we play Manchester City after the next international break, it will be at... That's right, half past 12. Of course, because that's the only kickoff time we're allowed to have, seemingly, after the international break. We all good? It's uh, We've done it. We've got through the international break. We're on the other side of it. There's one more to go in November, and then we're, we're free. We're scot-free then till, I think, March is the next one, if I'm not mistaken. So, how we all doing? We good? Nice to uh, nice to be back with you all, it really is. So Nessie, thank you for becoming a member. I see that when I was logging in. I see Nessie was uh, the first one of the day, so thank you for that, Nessie. Uh, also, Doreen Govern, member for three months. Thank you very much as well. Anfield Agenda Ultras, we love that. Yeah, look, I really missed everybody. I have to say, it was, um, it was always nice to be away with the family, but... I missed you all, and it's great to be back live stream. And I know I put out a couple of videos and that while I was away, but nothing beats coming and chatting with you all live. So we good. Um, I'm looking forward to getting through everything tonight and catching up with you all. Uh, oh, look, there's already somebody in. Julian, go away. Nobody cares what you have to say, mate. Most successful club in England, dude. You, you can't call us a Joe Club when we literally have the most trophies. Like, you couldn't be further. Like, here's the truth, and here's you. Like, way, way over there in some realm of your own, Julian. But you're lucky. I'm in a good mood tonight, so I'm going to go easy. Uh, right. So, what do we want to talk about first? I guess let's talk about Robbo, because I haven't had a chance to talk to you live yet about Andy Robertson. Um, up to 10 weeks, according to David Maddock uh, of The Mirror, when I last read up on this yesterday. I know that uh, it, it's a huge loss. It is. There's no way to sugarcoat this. To come back and have no Andy Robertson for up to... Now, I don't want to say 10 weeks, because we don't know if it will be that long, but it could be up to 10 weeks, so... 
Not great. Uh, big chance for Costas to stake a claim. And I said something in the video that I don't know how you feel about. So I guess now's the time to have a chat about this. But I did say, do you think that Costas is going to be good enough to play in all the games? I don't, if I'm being honest. I think there are certain teams that his attributes will lend itself to. But I'm, I'm not against the idea of maybe using Joe Gomez on the left-hand side for a couple of games. Or, as was put out, put, pointed out to me in the comments by somebody, maybe a back three Jurgen could mess about with. I don't know. Uh, it would be a huge change in system if we did just go straight to a back three. Maybe you could put uh, Kwanzaa on the left side of a back three. But I don't know. Or maybe it's a poll that we could do for the first time tonight. Sorry, still had a bit of a throat in me from the plane. Uh, Colin said, hey cutie, am I dreaming or is it really you? It is I, sir. It is back. I know you don't recognise me with the slightly less pale look to me. Uh, it's so nice to be back. Hope your trip was fantastic. Tonight's my first match back from injury. Well, I wish you a, a healthy return to action. And it's great to be back, man. Yes, it's great to be back. It really is. Nothing beats chatting with you all live. I mean, recording videos, meh. It doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. I need the interaction. I need us to be chatting. So, on the Robo Costas Gomez situation, what do you think? What do you guys think is the best solution to this? Because I think, as an example, if we're playing Everton at the weekend, I think that Costa Simica's attributes would lend itself to this game. I think we want to be on the front foot, and Costa's attacking side will be more beneficial to us. But other games, let's say if we played Manchester City, I think I would rather have Joe Gomez across on the left-hand side because I'd have more trust in his defensive abilities. Um, maybe you disagree with me. I don't know. I know some people do occasionally disagree with me. I mean, shame on you for that. But <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, look, I love Costas. I do, but I can't lie and say I've been convinced that he's definitely going to be the solution. Um, I think he's a solution, but I've never really seen him as being a long-term successor to Andy Robertson. Right, so let's read through some of your comments. Um, Craig, did you get the Englishman from Madrid? No, unfortunately, because he was in England, right? It's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, look, it's breaking my heart, man. I mean, slight tangent to start with here, but it's breaking my heart seeing what Bellingham's doing for both England, of course, and with Real Madrid. Yeah, oh, it hurts. I won't lie, it hurts. Um, so... Got my JC results yesterday. Higher merit Matt somehow. Well in Matthew. Congratulations. I remember the junior cert results were out yesterday. Um, maybe by Chechich left back job. Said Rage. Is somebody knocking on the door? Uh, somebody's knocking. So they're, they're distracting me in my own house here. Um, imagine a Man United supporter watching this. I don't understand what you mean. Lots of Manchester United supporters watch me because let's be quite honest about this. I am the most entertaining football YouTuber there is out there. So, you know, you could watch me or you could watch Bitter Boy Brent or as I'm now going to refer to him, Brent from the Trent because I'm, I'm sure you've seen Paul Parker was uh, convinced that he's a Nottingham Forest fan. Now, tis not my place to speak on these things, but I think Brent from the Trent works. I think it works. It's a nice name. It's a pet name. It's not in any way demeaning. So, Brent from the Trent is how I shall refer to him. You know, Paul Park. I trust Paul Parker's opinion. That's all I'm saying. Um, right, welcome back, Craig. Only if Everton tries something new, Kwanzaa left back. Kwanzaa could do a job there. Absolutely, Kwanzaa could do a job there. Um, 
Look, Costa's for Everton, I'm fine with. And then you go and you play in the uh, Europa League game midweek. I think, again, fine with that. But I, I just don't think Costa's will be able to play every game for those 10 weeks either. So we will have to give him a breather. You read my comment. Dude, I tried to read as many comments as I can. Knock, knock, who's there? 7-0. Whoop, whoop. Love that darkness. Sorry, did you say 7-0? I thought you said 7-0. I couldn't hear you over the sound of 7-0. Who do you think a Robbo replacement is? It has to be Costas for now. But as I said, sometimes I think there are going to be games where we'll need to, to do a bit more defending. And Costas is more... I think of him as a wing-back. I don't really think of him as a left-back. I think of him as a wing-back. So, against Manchester City, as an example, I wouldn't feel comfortable going with Costas in that game. Unless we were chasing the game, perhaps, and we wanted to you know, send him on further up the pitch. But defensively, I'd feel a bit more comfortable with Joe Gomez. Uh, who's the best Liverpool player? I don't know what you, like now. Um, probably Allison or Mohammed. Uh, one of those two, I would imagine, is the correct answer. Endo needs to start more games, so I'm going to record my preview for the Everton game after this stream. And it was a really difficult starting eleven to come up with because obviously we have the lads coming back from South America. We've Allison who was travelling. We've got McAllister who was travelling. Um, we have Diaz who was travelling. We have Darwin who was travelling. Then we had Mo obviously away with Egypt. Then we had Endo away with Japan. So there was a lot of miles for those players on the clock. Um, thankfully, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of them were were done by early Wednesday. I think. Um, Japan's game was about 11.20, something like that, when they finished on Wednesday morning. And the game between Brazil and Uruguay finished at a reasonable hour. So the lads got back quick enough. But it's still, you know, if you look at Jurgen Klopp's decision-making after the international breaks, I'm open to being corrected on this, but I don't think he's ever started Darwin after an international break where he's had the travelling. So Gakpo was back in training today, which is great news. Great news to see Gakpo back training. I don't think he'll start now at the weekend, but it's great to see him back training. Uh, Paul said the same. Paul Bell said, glad to see Cody in training. Uh, the Heart of Football said, Gravenberg has to start 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm right with you on that one, my friend. I think I've been really pleasantly surprised with Ryan Gravenberg since he's, um, since he's come to Liverpool. You know, I'm not going to try and reinvent history. I was, I was on the fence. I was unsure. We knew about the quality that he has, but we I was unsure on a couple of things. I, again, I can't speak highly enough of him since he's come to the club. Every time he takes to the pitch in a Liverpool shirt, he seems to be getting more confident. He seems to be getting a little bit better. And dare I say it, I feel like we now finally have somebody who can give us the goals from midfield that we've been lacking. You know, in years gone by, we've had great midfielders, really hard grafters and workers, but not really enough goals coming from midfield. And you see Gravenberg, he, he wants to get up there. He wants to get into the penalty area and do something. Uh, John is available for this game, isn't he? Yes, he is, Adam. He only had a one-game suspension. So Curtis has two more games to go, but Diogo Jota, yes, he is back for this one. Uh, I really like him, always smiles as well. Uh, uh, Costas, is it? Yeah, he's always smiles. Or Grafenberg, they're all smiles. So who wouldn't smile going to work with Jürgen every day? You know what I mean? The, the, the thought of a club hug should be enough to keep anyone smiling. Craig for Robbo's replacement. You don't want that. You don't want that, mate. Just I, I often say this. Think of Jan Molby, but without any of the footballing ability. Just the rotundness of Molby at, at his... Uh, 
at his latter years. Uh, Darwin looked good against Brazil. I didn't see it. I, I didn't. I seen the result. I know that they won 2 0. I think it was the first time in, I want to say, 16 or 23 years since they beat Brazil, Uruguay. Uh, so big result for them, absolutely. And Neymar as well. I mean, you know, to talk about Neymar just for a second, are we talking a potential career ender now for, for Neymar? I know that ACL surgery and the recovery has come on a lot in the last 5, 10, 15 years. But he's 31 years of age. He's got a meniscus as well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and an ACL tear. I mean, <sighs> Verge did it. Verge came back at 30, but um, Verge is a different type of human being. Like, Verge is a machine. And even at that, he's not the Verge that we recognise. So, I don't know on Neymar. What do you think? Is, is that a career ender, potentially, for Neymar? Who would you like to sign as a Robertson replacement? Oh, God. I mean, I wouldn't be looking to sign anybody off the back of Robbo being out for 10 weeks. Um, but it's a fairly good question. I mean, it's a question we do need an answer to at some point. But I don't know right now, mate. I'm not going to lie to you and say that I've paid much attention to the possible left-back contenders for the next few years who we could bring in. I know Liverpool have a couple of youngsters that they, you know, they rave very highly. Chambers being one of them. What's this one? Everton reported the Premier League over failing to pay. Ugh. So I see, on Everton for a second, because Mark sent me a message there about Everton. On Everton, I'm a little bit confused, right? Because why are there meetings with the Premier League in secret? I don't understand this. There was some journalists quoting stuff this week or posting stuff this week to say that Everton's uh, disciplinary meeting with the Premier League is being held in secret. Why? I don't get it. The football, the Premier League, to me, at this moment in time, is looking a little bit too grubby for my liking. There's too many potential things going on. You've got the way Everton are pen potentially being taken over. You've got the whole situation with, with Manchester City, of course, and the charges. You've got Todd Bowley and his never-ending supply of transfer funds. And I just think the Premier League looks a little bit grubby. And I don't like to hear things like meetings being done in secret because, look, they have a right to privacy, but... The other 19 stakeholders in the Premier League, the other 19 clubs also have a right to know what the hell is going on. So I'm a little bit concerned because the Premier League has a, a tremendous reputation in world football. It is the, the crown jewel of club football league-wise in Europe. And we've got the Tenali stuff that is happening as well. And I don't really want to say too much on that because everybody is, is due process and allowed to go through it. So we'll wait and see what happens there. I believe he's admitted the charge, which I think would see him uh, receive a ban. So interesting on that one as well. But don't worry, we haven't even spoken about... Um, about the Oshimin and Musiala stuff yet for those coming in a bit late. I'll be moving on to that in a few minutes. Don't worry about that. Uh, will you be live streaming the Everton game? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll be 11.30 on Saturday morning. We'll be live for that one. I'd love to see McAllister in an advanced role versus Everton. So, I agree with half of what you've said. I'd love to see McAllister in an advanced role, but I don't know about starting him against Everton after the last international break. 
it clearly took its toll. And I know if my memory's right, he was playing at altitude in the September international break. And I'm not really sure where the Argentina games were in this one. But I don't know about starting him. Uh, yeah, I'm unsure, to be honest with you. You know, he's done a lot of travelling, so I, I don't know if we should be looking to start Alexis for this one. But I definitely agree with you that he's... I think he's been mis unlucky, unfortunate, to not play in a more advanced position. Trying to shoehorn him into a six, I think it's unfair on him because he's not a natural number six. What do you think about Leroy Sané and Jamal Musiala? Right, so let's start off with Leroy Sané. I don't want him. I don't want him for a couple of reasons. If we're talking about somebody that Liverpool Football Club want to bring in to try and replace the great Mohamed Salah, the statesman. And by the way, I haven't had a chance to say this. Can I just say, we're blessed to have lads at our football club like Mohamed who speak out. And he spoke out on for humanity. He didn't speak out about a side of a war. He didn't speak out from a political perspective. He spoke out looking for aid to get to fellow humans. And that's a beautiful thing. So let me just say... You know, I was so beaming with pride when I see Mohammed come out with that video. It's it's what you should use your platform for. It's what people like Mohammed Salah, you know, should do. And to see him do it is wonderful. So I hope, as an impact, I hope that anybody who is in need of aid or medical attention, no matter what religion, no matter what country you're from, I hope they get it. Because we're all humans and, but for the grace of... A bit of luck. Any of us could have been in those positions. So, I'm um, very proud of Mohamed Salah for what he did. I'm very proud of a lot of other people as well for um, for speaking about, you know, just trying to get humanity at the, the centre of our focus. Because it should be. Um, Back to Sane, sorry. So, I'm, I'm kind of excited here, by the way, to be back talking with you. So, I'm probably flying through stuff. But I'm just really happy to be back. Um, So, Leroy Sane. A couple of things. Is he a baller? Absolutely. Yes, he's brilliant. And I said it for many years. Seeing him come off the bench when we played Manchester City put the Frighteners up me. It did because he was really, really, really good. But if we're trying to replace Mohamed Salah, one of the things you're going to need to replace with Mo is that unbelievable fitness, availability, durability and never really injured. And that is not Leroy Sané. So, football-wise, ability-wise, Leroy Sané, I'd have no issues with it. Leroy Sané is brilliant. But he does have some injuries. He is going to be 28 years of age. I just don't see it. I, I don't think it's the right fit. I don't think it's the right fit for a couple of reasons. But mainly, I would say, to do with the age and to do with the injury concerns. Because Mohamed Salah is a machine. He's never, never not fit. Never not available. So um, I, I don't think Sané is the answer there for me. Jamal Musiala, look, it's a weird one because part of my brain goes, we ain't paying the money to get Musiala. But then another part of my brain goes, but John was apparently willing to pay the money for Caicedo. But the biggest thing I would state is Musiala is going to be the crown jewel in Bayern Munich's midfield moving forward. Bayern Munich want to keep the best German internationals playing for Bayern Munich. So I don't see a willingness from their side to ever look to cash in on Jamal Musiala. Now, his contract is up in 2026. So 
at the end of this current season, he has two years to go. So for me, looking at this and trying to be realistic, it kind of makes me feel like the agent is trying to get that big contract from now. Because the agent won't be an idiot. He'll be looking around seeing what Jude Bellingham's doing. You know, similar age profile. He's gone to a huge club and he's tearing it up. But he's already at a huge club. And look, Dortmund were a big club as well. But Bayern Munich are one of the big five. So I don't think they're going to want to cash in on him. And this is going to sound even weirder, but do we need him? I know, it sounds stupid, right? But do we need him? If you've got McAllister, you've got Gravenberg, you've got Soboslai, you've got Jones, you've got Elliot. We need a DM. We need a six. And Jamal Musiala is an eight. So I don't know where he fits in. Because we've just refreshed our midfield in that area of the pitch. Now look, you could make another argument to say you'd always make a space if you could get somebody like Musiala. Because he's really, really, really good. But I would rather we take that money, if we have it, and get a top, top notch defensive midfielder like the best we can get. That's my take on it. So, Sane, no for the age and the injuries. Musiala would love it. Don't know where he'd fit in. And also don't think it's realistic because of Bayern Munich's potential to keep him there. Because he's a German international. Uh, Craig, surely if we move Mo on next summer, there has to be money for Klopp to get an Oshiman or somebody of a high calibre. So, I'll move on to talk about Oshiman in a minute because... Initially, my instinct was to say, yeah, we ain't signing Victor Oshiman. That's nonsense. But I've given it a bit of thought and I'm talking myself into it a little bit. So look, for me, if Mo's moving on and you want a like for like, you want a winger, you want a pacey player, you've got your obvious examples. You've got your Cavaricellis, you've got Raffaeliaus. And look, you don't need to point out to me that some of these dudes play on the left. I get it. But footballers don't literally have to stick to that one side of the pitch. We've seen it swap before. You've also got players like Jared Bowen, who isn't the sexy name, but is somebody who could do a job. My personal favourite would be Rodrigo, if Real Madrid were willing to sell him. I'd happily see Liverpool going by him. I think he's a wonderful footballer. And I think if they're going to get Kylian Mbappe at the Bernabeu, having Jude Bellingham in there as well, having Vinny Jr., uh, having... Um, uh, what's the other dude's name from Uruguay? Uh, the, the, the dude who plays midfield and right wing. His name escapes me at the minute, sorry. Uh, Valverde, Federico Valverde. Yeah, having him there, somebody probably has to go. They pro- they probably have to free up a spot and some money. So I'd love Rodrigo. That's my top go-to. Uh, I don't know enough about Bakayoko, the kid that's been linked from the uh, Eredivisie. Don't know enough about him. Didn't really watch much of him. Look, Pedro Neto, I see the name popping up here. And Pedro Neto is somebody that a lot of people, when I made the video about a potential Mohamed Salah replacement, a lot of people in the comments were asking me why I didn't put in Pedro Neto. And do you know what? Fair play. Because I've always rated Neto. I have. But he's had an injury concern. He's playing in a team with Wolves that are, let's be honest, they're not great. But um, as an out, like as a left field option... I mean, look, we know that we'd have certainly a lot of scouting reports on Neto. We know that uh, Pep Linders would be able, as an example, to get some great Portuguese advice on him. So I wouldn't be against it as a as a potential option. Matoma. So look, there's two names, if I'm being honest, that I didn't include in the video 
Uh, Neto, I was never going to include. Let's I'll be honest about it. But I like it as an off the off the wall show. The second one though was the kid from um, Sociedad. What's his name again? Kubo. Yes, Kubo. He's a name that everybody was bringing up. And you know what? I have to put my hands up. That's on me. He should have been in that video. But I was trying to get through a load of stuff before I went on holidays. And um, I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. I, I forgot to put Kubo in the video. So, yeah, I'll have to revisit that at some point. But Kubo is definitely somebody that you guys were mentioning a lot in the comment section. Uh, Colin said, if Mo goes 30-plus goals, assists, do we sell him or keep him? So, look. I would keep him. If Mohamed Salah was willing to sign a new contract at Liverpool and John W. Henry was willing to extend him for two more years, meaning he'd have three years to go at the end of this year, I think I think I'm right in saying every single one of us in the chat would be over the moon. I just don't see it. I think from the club's perspective, FSG will probably look at it and think we've let Bobby Firmino and Sadio Mane go for what, a combined thirty million euro, something like that. You can't let Mohamed Salah go for free. Um, so I think the club will probably want to cash in. And I think he'll probably end up going to Saudi. But I'd love him to stay. I'd love him to be extended by two years. That would be my preference, Colin. Uh, Rachel. How are you, Rachel? Said, evening, Craig. Hope you had a lovely holiday. I did. Thank you very much. It was nice and relaxing. My boyfriend can't watch you. He's working away in Liverpool at the moment. Well, tell him I said hello. Kubo was great. Yeah, Kubo, look, that's on me. That was my bad. I forgot to put Kubo in the video. Um, question on Kubo. Does anybody know, has he got a bio clause or is there... Well, I guess he has to have a bio clause if he's playing in La Liga because it's a, it's a, it's a, a legal um, requirement for them to have a bio clause. Does anybody know what his bio clause is? Um, what else have we got? What's this? What the, what's this? Sorry, I've been sent something this second that I'm clicking on here to see what it is. Okay, so there's a story coming out of the mail. And it said, The Premier League are weighing up a wage bill cap for competitive balance reveals Crystal Palace chief uh, Steve Parrish. Uh, and also said he backed keeping the Saturday 3pm blackout as it's culturally important for lower leagues so I'm sure you guys have probably seen this news as well but uh, in the next round of Premier League games and stuff like that which I think is 2026 25 or 26 um, the 3pm blackout is going to stay in the Premier League but every other kickoff time is going to be shown and the final day of the season, every one of the 10 fixtures is going to be shown live as well. So the good news is, let's say this next week, Liverpool playing in the Europa League on a Thursday, which then means you're usually playing on a Sunday at 2. Those aren't usually shown. You get one Sunday's 2pm kickoff on Sky for the Super Sunday, then you get the half past 4. Under these new rules... And um, all of the games would be shown. So all the 2 p.m. kickoffs on a Sunday would be shown. The 4.30, of course, would still be shown. But the 3 p.m. blackout would still be uh, in place in the Premier League. So you can take what you want from that. Um, I hate it. I, I hate the fact that you guys in the UK or us in Ireland or 
uh, I guess Scotland, Wales, whatever, can't watch every single one of our club's games. And it doesn't matter what your club is, whether it's United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, it doesn't matter. You can't watch every single one of the 38 Premier League games. And that's a travesty. I know our friends in America or in Australia or in Canada, they can watch every single Liverpool game. And that's how it should be. So I don't like it that we can't do that as um, as fans. Because look, only so many people can go to Anfield. Only so many people can go to Old Trafford or Stamford Bridge. And then you've got the rest of us who, you know, have to... Well, let's be blunt about it. A lot of people have to illegally stream if they want to watch 3pm kickoffs. Uh, Rail have discounted buyback clause. Apparently, that's from Marca. Oh, yeah, so Real Madrid would have a buyback clause because he was a Real Madrid player. So, yeah, that would make sense that they'd have a discounted buyback clause. But I don't see Real Madrid going for Kubo because they've got Vinny Jr. Right now, they've got Rodrigo. They're probably going to have uh, Kylian Mbappe. Um, they've got Federico Valverde. So, I just don't see where the space in the squad is for Kubo to go to Real Madrid. So I don't think that's, I think that's unlikely. So other than that, what does anybody know what the number is in the buyer clause? 60 million is what Liam said, 60 million euro. But Real Madrid can buy him for half of that. So, I mean, if you want it to be a shithouse, if you're Real Madrid, you buy him and sell him. You buy him for 30 and then you sell him and you make a profit on it. So, you know, that's probably the smart business decision. Or you come to an agreement with Sociedad for, you know, if they sell them for X amount that Madrid get a percentage of it or something for not triggering the buyback clause. Doak injured. I don't know the extent of it yet, but I do believe Ben Doak went off for the, uh, or was injured playing for the under 21 Scottish team. I think he was expected or hoping to be potentially called up to the first team. And congratulations, by the way. I don't think I've said this since uh, I've been back. Congratulations to all of our Scottish viewers for qualifying for the Euros. Delighted for you guys that you uh, got over the line in a very tough group. So congratulations to uh, to Scotland on that one. But yeah, it's, it's a shame that Ben Doak is um, potentially out for a little bit. It's a ball, eh, Craig, about the 3pm blackouts at Ian Green Street. It is. And look, I understand why it was there. And I kind of understand Steve Parrish's perspective as well about protecting attendances at lower league, but I think it just feels weird that you can't watch every one of your club's games. It it just I can't imagine any other sport where that's the case. You know, I would imagine that if you're a fan of the NFL or if you've got a baseball team or if you've got an Aussie rules team or Whatever, you can watch every single one of those teams' games. You could probably buy a package to give you every single one of the games. And it feels like that's what it should be for us. I think the future for the Premier League should be to get rid of Sky, get rid of TNT Sports, and go for their own streaming platform and make all the games every week available. And, you know, people buy in, watch the the old games as well. You could have, like the WWE do, have all them uploaded. I think that should be where the future is for the Premier League. Pirate, welcome for one month. Is Nunez injured? No. He had cramp um, in the game, but he's not injured. And he was training today, which is good news. As was Cody Gakpo, which is great news. To see Cody Gakpo back training is really good news. I don't expect Cody Gakpo to start against Everton, but I do think he'll come off the bench. Uh, ben Dog was amazing, by the way. Uh, I know it was 21s, but he was the best player on the park by miles. 
So I wasn't able to watch it because where I was in Spain, I, I only had streaming services really. So I was keeping up to date with a lot of things through like uh, live updates and stuff like that. Are we still getting new owners? If we is Liverpool, then no, we aren't. Um, FSG have sold, uh, I think it's up 200 million, 200 and something million. Um, they've taken on an investment, but no, no new owners. Will I be on top of the league for Chelsea versus Arsenal this weekend? I'm fairly sure that's on the programme list, yeah. Um, give me two seconds and I'll tell you. One second. Yes, I believe we are doing it. Yes, I believe we are. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game as well. And do check out Top of the League, our brand new channel. We uh, we launched it about a month or so ago. I think it's up to... I, I don't actually know what it's up to now. I think it's 17,000 subscribers or something like that. So if you haven't yet subscribed to Top of the League, please do. All you have to do is click on the QR code. Scan the QR code on the screen there now in the bottom corner. I released a video on top of the league tonight about the Manchester United takeover situation. So if you get a chance later, you know, would love to know your thoughts on that as well. So how do I pronounce this name? Uh, Sila Malinga said, Kone to Liverpool in January. It has been mentioned. Yes, it's been reported in the media. So two transfers that have been mentioned in the media relating to Liverpool, and I guess I can throw in a third one, but it's not Liverpool related. So Calvin Phillips and Manu Kone have been both linked with moves to Liverpool in January. Now let me say, first and foremost, I don't want Calvin Phillips. Not in any way, shape or form. But look, I get it. The English media want him playing games because they want him being available and match fit and ready to go for the Euros. Totally understand that. But I don't want to be the club that gives Calvin Phillips an opportunity to come back because... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I think, again, age profile-wise, it's the wrong fit. And I would say no. I've seen Newcastle as a potential option for Calvin Phillips because Tenali could be facing a ban. So, you know, we have to monitor that situation. Um, but there's another one that was mentioned um, with Juventus and that is, oh, what's the dude's name? Kefren Thuram. Sorry, Kefren Thuram. I think Cannavaro maybe mentioned it, that he would love to see Juventus go in and sign Kefren Thuram from Nice. So... I don't know if Liverpool's interest in Turam still exists, but it looks like Manu Kone is certainly still on the radar. If I'm not mistaken, 
There was an article that went out during the international break that said if he hadn't have been injured, Liverpool would have bought him. So, what are we saying? Manu Kone? Actually, let's do a poll on that one. Would you be happy with Manu Kone? Let's do that. One second. Right, I've just said Manu Kone in January. Yes or no? A few guys. Uh, Luke Boy. No talk about PGMOL recently. Don't know why. Uh, thank you, Craig. You're very welcome, mate. And look, I have a lot to say about the PGMOL, buddy. Don't you worry about that. And I'll move on to speak about that in a minute. Um, I don't want Oshiman when we have Nunes and Gakbo and Jota. So I haven't got on to speak about Oshiman yet. I will do that in a second. On the PGMOL... Have you guys seen who's on VAR for a game against Everton? It's like they're trying to wind us up. David Coote is on VAR for the game against Everton. It's just never-ending fuckery from the PGMOL. Um, so I'm going to leave that poll on Kone running for a little bit, but I am going to speak about Victor Oshiman because I haven't spoke about him yet. So... Look, on the face of it, you'd say we don't need Victor Oshiman. We have Darwin, we have Jota, we have enough players at the club. But, but, he is going to be available. I think he will want out of Napoli because, let's be honest, he's been treated horrendously. Um, he has. You can't put out videos calling the man a coconut. It's disgusting. And he, his agent, and his national team coach have every right to be disgusted with Napoli. And also... Napoli aren't the same team this year. They're nowhere near as strong as they were last year. So I think Oshiman will probably leave Napoli. And then you look around to say, where is he going to go? If the money was there, I mean, I wouldn't say no. It may take us changing formation if we brought in Oshiman. We may have to go to two strikers. But let me just paint you a picture. Imagine watching a Liverpool team take to the pitch with Darwin Nunes and Victor Oshiman up top. I mean, ooh, ooh. Best of luck if you're a pair of centre-backs dealing with those two gentlemen. Both of them absolutely run the legs off defenders, work so, so hard for their teams, are physical, good aerially. Um, I mean, I take it. I would take it every day of the week. I'd even go as far as to say I'd use the Salah money if we sold Salah to buy Oshiman. I would. Because I think we could find a solution on the other side. Ben Doak could be the solution. Elliot could play on the right. Um, Soboslai could play on the right. Trent could push up to the right wing. Imagine, for one second, a team with Liverpool in it, with Alisson, with Soboslai, with McAllister, with Oshiman, with Darwin, with... Diaz with... Ga oh, would you stop? Ooh. Ooh. Oh. I, I, might, I might need a minute. I might need a minute. That's... um. I mean, it's not going to happen, but... Oh. It's more likely than Musiala, though. Because Musiala... The pro big problem there is Bayern won't want to sell. But Oshiman will... I think, find his way and force his way out of Napoli. So somebody's going to buy him. And if we do lose Mohamed Salah, which, you know, let's be honest, we don't want to lose. But if we lost Mohamed Salah and let's say we got 100 million for him, 
you can't tell me that 120 million, 130 million euro to Napoli wouldn't uh, w- wouldn't make your mouth water at the prospect of of him lining up in a Liverpool shirt with Darwin Nunes. It certainly would me, and it may take a change of system from Klopp, or maybe he rotates them a little bit. But you know, you look at other teams, Isaac as an example, um, at Newcastle. You know, he can play on the left, but sometimes Wilson plays, sometimes Isaac plays. So nothing wrong with having um having Oshun and Darwin Nunes. I mean, oh, it it almost just sounds too ridiculous to be true. Like it's it's a type of thing you would say another club could do, but it could be real. It could be possible if you got the Mohamed Salah money. Uh, Craig, do you play fantasy Premier League? I do, just not very well, Dolores. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. It's not because I don't try. I do. I try every single week. I'm just not very good at it. That sounds like pure filth, said Ian Greenstreet. I know. And look, it's not not possible. It's possible. Unlikely, but possible. The money will be there um, if we if we did move Mo. Now, I've got to say, my preference is to keep Mo. My preference is always to keep Mo. But I don't think John W. Henry would see it that way. So, um, if we had to sell Mohamed Salah and we got 100 million quid for him, why not throw that money at Victor Oshiman? Why not? Ben Doe could come through, might take another year in development, but he could be the solution to the right side. Cade Gordon could be the solution to the right side. Trent Cohn-Doherty down the line could be the solution to the right side. And then you've got Victor Oshiman, Cody Gakpo, Darwin Nunes, Lucho Diaz. Oh, lads, come on. That sounds... um, It does sound like filth. Are we really talking about Salah leaving next summer? I mean, we can bury our heads in the sand if you want and, and ignore it. And I've said many, many times, my preference is for Mohamed Salah to stay at Liverpool Football Club. Uh, if I heard tomorrow that John W. Henry was willing to give him a new deal, I'd be over the moon. Preference would definitely be to keep Mohamed Salah. Because he's not going to be unfit. He, like, you know you can play Mo for two or three more years, no problem. And he's going to be a supreme condition footballer. And he's going to continue to, to do what he does. I don't think any of us have any doubts about that. My only doubts is John W. Henry and the sheer amount of money that is going to be offered to him to go and play in the Saudi League. They're the two big stumbling blocks for me because we will never be able to go toe-to-toe on wages with what could be on offer in the Saudi Pro League. There's not a chance. Uh, Craig, I feel like Liverpool will break the transfer record in the Prem this summer. So the big news that I see is that Liverpool are planning a defensive overhaul in the summer. I think James Pearce said that. Uh, They still feel there could be a bit of work to be done in midfield, but it does look like Liverpool are looking to strengthen defensively in in the summer. So that's where the, the transfer funds, I guess, will go next summer. I don't know who. I haven't got a clue. But interesting to see that uh, defensive... Uh, enforcements or reinforcements are the ones for next summer, which makes sense. Cavara, Chelia, and Nico Williams. I'm not convinced with Cavara, Chelia. I, I have to say, I'm not. Um, yeah, I'm not. And I also don't like that he said that he's a Madrista. That just doesn't sit well with me. Because if he's saying that as a Napoli player, 
And let's be honest, he's absolutely loved, but and rightly so, by the Napoli faithful. So, you know, if he's already coming out and saying he's a Madrista and stuff, no thank you. Um, Rafa Liao, I, I don't think is really doable. I don't think he's gettable for us. And I know people say, Craig, he plays on the left-hand side. But again, not all wingers have to be inverted. Uh, Craig, don't disrespect Diogo. Sorry, did I not mention Diogo Jota? I mean, fuck me. Would you stop at the disrespect shit? Sometimes people forget. I've literally been travelling all day. I got in the door 20 minutes before I start making content. And I'm sitting here talking. You know, it could be just that it slipped my mind. I don't fucking disrespect our players. So, you know, drop that for a start. But yes, you're right. I did mention Diogo Jota and that's my bad. Uh, what wages do you think Saudi would have given to a prime Beckham? I don't know. I mean, I've no idea. Like, can we say that it's working out for Saudi? Like, Neymar's out now. He he's out for the foreseeable. So, is it Al Halal? He's at no good to him there. Um, Ronaldo's. I mean, I don't really know what to. I mean, Ronaldo's... Have you seen, actually, he's dropped far down the list of the most powerful sportsmen since he's moved to the Saudi Pro League. He's dropped down to, like, number 27 or something like that. And um, number one is, uh, you guessed it, Leo Messi. Number two is uh, King James, LeBron James. But, yeah, Cristiano is... 25. 25 or 27, something like that. He's not going to be happy about that. Expect the, uh, especially with him thinking, you know, that, you know, football revolves around him. Bit sunburnt. No, not all sunburnt. Maybe the light's shining on me, but no, no sunburnt for me. Do we really need Oshiman? Probably not. But should that be the point? <laughs> you know. I'm one of these people that thinks if there's upgrades available and you can get them, get them. Um, especially with the likelihood of nobody being fit to replace Mohamed Salah from a like-for-like -like perspective. Nobody's going to do what Salah does. So maybe it's going to be a case of spreading that responsibility around a bit. Maybe a little bit of Doak's development. Maybe bring Oshiman in and rotate with Darwin. I mean, look, it will be options for us. Craig, honest question, why do I dislike Ronaldo? Because he's a pathetic excuse of a human being. And don't tell me about his charity work. I mean, fair play, he does charity work. But he's an absolute toe rag. That's why I don't like Ronaldo. And I'm not even going to bring up the Catherine Mayorga stuff because it just causes division. I don't like Ronaldo because I think Ronaldo's a twat. He's an incredible footballer and I've always given him that. But... You're knocking phones out of kids' hands. Do you know what? That's, that's not for me. He's a twat. Um, and what he did at United was a disgrace, in my eyes as well. A club that he professes to love, and then he goes crying on Piers Morgan about the standards of that football club, rather than the fact that he's just nowhere near the player he once was, and he couldn't accept that. And look, I get it. You can all disagree with me. That's your right. But I was asked my opinion. I haven't just come on here to have a rant about Ronaldo. This is, you know, you asked me my opinion and I don't like him. He's an asshole in my opinion. 
but uh, he's an incredible footballer. Ronaldo got the most goals in 23. He's in Saudi, mate. He's in Saudi. How did he get on in the Premier League with United? How did he get on with Juventus in Italy? That's right, not great. Because he's past his prime. And that's okay. Because a prime Ronaldo was incredible. Ronaldo at early Man United and at Real Madrid was the perennial big game player. He was a machine, a goal scorer, a winner. Top notch. Second best player of his generation. No doubt about it. But I don't like him. I'm surely allowed to not like somebody. I'm not unslandering him. I'm not making up shit about him. Uh, Ronaldo has the most Euro qualifier goals. So what? I don't like Ronaldo. Get over it. Like, it's no biggie. I was asked the question and I answered it. He's got... I mean, look. Have you looked at the group he's playing in? Fuck me. I'd probably bag a hat-trick in some of those goals. And I'm a tub of lard. So, look, I get it. Some people want to brown-nose Ronaldo forever and he's your boy. I get it. Messi's my boy. So I'm defo on the other side of that. I've always been a Leo Messi fan. You never hear me calling him Pinaldo. I don't do those cheap shots. That's not me. I just don't like him. And I don't like Neymar. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't like him. <laughs> but I appreciate his greatness. Uh, should we go for Joe Bellingham? I'd seen that Real Madrid were... Um, we're looking at, apparently, looking at Joe Bellingham. Now, I don't know if there's any truth to that. Um, I haven't really kept an eye on Joe Bellingham since he went to Sunderland, to be honest with you. I haven't paid any attention to how he's getting on there. But if you're Real Madrid and you've got the elder brother, and the elder brother is pretty damn good right now for Real Madrid and for England, by the way. Um, I mean, you'd take a punt, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? If you could get him for, I don't know how much he'd cost from Sunderland, but why not? If he keeps their family unit together, if there's a player in there, even if they develop him and move him on, yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't have a, a look at it. Uh, Job has only just moved. Doubt he would move so soon. Yeah, as I said, he did move to Sunderland and um, I, I've not kept an eye on him. You know, I haven't. So maybe you guys can let me know if Job is... is I, I, do you know what? I'm not even going to say I haven't kept on. I've never really paid much attention to Joe Bellingham. Um, I don't know if it's because I don't watch much of the championship when he was at Birmingham, of course, and now Sunderland. So that could be just me. Um, but there must be a player in there. Should we sign Andre? So, right. Can I say this? I probably should say it because I think you'll want to know it. Over the international break, I had a couple of phone calls for a few bits and pieces about work. Um, some of them involved crossover stuff with um, information from journalists and a few bits and pieces. So what I can feel, what I feel more comfortable saying now, and I've, if you watch any of my videos up to this point or any stream, I've said, I don't know if Liverpool will go back in for Andre. 
now I think there's a high likelihood that Liverpool go back in for Andre. I don't know if it'll be January. You would assume it should be because, you know, they're in the Copa Libertadores final um, against Boca Junior. So once that's out of the way, it, I think that's December, if I'm not mistaken. Um, maybe it's November, actually. Yeah, so I think... And even from the Brazilian side, uh, somebody sent me a screenshot of somebody on X saying from the Fluminense side, saying that they think it's probably 80% likely that Liverpool come in to sign him. And it kind of, I guess it tallies with the few bits and pieces that I have heard, but I don't want to be the guy coming on here saying Liverpool are going to sign Andre because I, I can't say that with any definite answer. But I think the likelihood of it is probably fairly high. Um, and the price why everything tallies. The age bracket, um, the price bracket, the fact that we've already held conversations with Fluminense, um, I think it would make sense. And if you've got Endo in and you spend 16 million on Endo and then you bring him in for, let's say, 30 million euro, it's not a huge outlay, is it? And if Andre works, you know, money well spent. Um. Greetings from the US of A. Thank you, Christian. Said, I'm a Messi fan and I don't go shoving it down people's throats when they prefer Ronaldo, but a lot of Ronaldo fans seem to want everyone to idolise him. He was a great footballer. So, like you, Christian, I'm a huge Messi fan, absolutely, like, because of the Barca days as well, and I just love him. I just love the way he plays the game. But I don't get it either. I, I don't get any of the people that... Like, I get a lot of abuse if I criticise Mohamed Salah in a game. If I don't think he's played well and I criticise him, it can never just be that I don't think he's played well. People always want to think there's an underlying reason. And it isn't. The same as any other player. So, yes, I get what you're saying about the Ronaldo fans. But I guess to defend them a little bit, they're passionate about Cristiano Ronaldo. And if you're a United fan or a Madrista, I get it. You know, if he came up through Liverpool's ranks, I may feel differently in this conversation. But he didn't, and I don't. So, yeah, I do I do get you. I, he's a great footballer, but I do sometimes wish people would just uh, understand that we don't all feel the same about Ronaldo. I don't even think it's even close, by the way, in this Ronaldo-Messi stuff. I, I've never thought Messi is, is in, definitely the better player in my head. Slightly worried about Bajcetic uh, being out of camp. Well, calf injury, right? Um, Klopp said. So, I hope he's back soon. I do. And look, the Thiago one's annoying me more than Bajcetic, to be honest with you. Because I feel like Bajcetic has just been unlucky and he'll be back soon. But Thiago, I mean, here we are now, October. And even if he comes back at the 1st of November... He's not going to be at his peak until December time. That's half a season gone again and half of his last season gone. So that's the one that frustrates me, especially when I see the the talk of him maybe getting a new deal at Liverpool. That just feels weird to me. Um, How was your holiday? It was lovely, thank you. Yes, it was lovely. Nice and peaceful. We didn't do much. We just relaxed and stayed at the house and kids were in the pool. It was good, thank you. Um, 
Craig, what are you thinking about centre-back and DM this window? Well, Andre would be the most likely. Um, I don't... Don't don't hate me for saying this. I don't feel very confident Liverpool are going to sign a centre-back in January. I don't know why. I just feel like they'll move in the summer. I hope I'm wrong. God, I hope I'm wrong because I think we need a centre-back. I just get the feeling summer feels more likely. You can make sense of the Andre one because he just wasn't available. Fluminense, you know, they've always said they wanted to... Um, they wanted to concentrate on the Copa Libertadores and he wanted to win that with them and that's understandable. So January made sense from that perspective. But I don't know. Like, it's very strange seeing so many reports linking us with Inacio again when we'd have to spend 20 million euro more than in the summer because he signed a new contract at Sporting. His release clause went from 40 million euro to 60 million euro. But yet, I must have read six articles over the international break linking us with a move for him again. And it doesn't make any sense to me because it would be the height of stupidity to spend 20 million quid more than you could have got him for six months ago. It It just doesn't make any sense. And for a club that are so careful with our money, it, again, just doesn't make sense. Um, Hincapié, I, I like the look of. Um, it's very easy to like the look of a lot of Leverkusen's players at the minute with the way that they're playing under, under Xabi Alonso. Um, but on that one even, I still feel the summer would be more likely. I know maybe you guys disagree with me on it. I just, I don't really see a centre-back in January. Right, so let's have a look at this poll. I said Manu Kone in January, yes or no? 60% of you guys have said yes and 40% have said no. So is that because of Andre though? I wonder. I never really thought of that when I was doing the poll, but maybe I should have uh, put a caveat in there. Andre barely starts for Fluminense. Mm, That's... Look, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've looked at every Fluminense game, but I have checked in quite a bit on stats, and he certainly has played the majority of the games that I've looked back on. And he's also seemed to pick up a yellow card in pretty much every one of those games I've looked back on, but he does start, from what I've seen. What about Qatar and Liverpool? What's the news? There isn't really any news, so... Look, let me read this out to you. And I guess this is probably where you're going with this one. But I think it comes from... Yeah, here we go. So David Ornstein did a piece that said, People have said that Sheikh Jassim should pivot to Liverpool and rub the ultimate salt in the wounds for Manchester United fans that wanted him. But David goes on to say that I've got no knowledge of him going anywhere else. So, look... Two reasons why I don't want Sheikh Jassim buying Liverpool. One, I don't want to be anyone's sloppy seconds. And two, you know my thoughts on state-backed ownership of football clubs. I'm not for it in any way. Even if it benefits my club, I'd be against it. I'm probably in the minority on that, and I accept that. But I just can't get past the other part either. Like, there's no sign that he's going to come to buy Liverpool. So, you know, David Ornstein said he's not seen any indication of that. Um, I can understand why people are trying to make the link because I'm sure Sheikh Jassim feels 
very disappointed that he didn't get to buy Manchester United because, you know, his was the only offer that would have bought the club outright, would have cleared the debts. There was even some talk of him bringing in superstars like Mbappe. So I totally understand why United fans would be potentially upset about it. And I definitely understand why he would be upset about not being able to buy it. So, yeah, not for me, though. I I, I just don't want for the two reasons I've mentioned. Shall we start with Kwanzaa against Everton? In what sense? On the left? Potentially. Um, look, it's great that we're having this comfortable conversation now about Gerald Kwanzaa and we're all really happy and we're all quietly confident that yes, we can play him and yes, he'll do really well. That's brilliant. And that's that's a good thing to be able to say. Um, I just don't know what Klopp's thinking is. I guess we'll get a, a, f- a flavour of it. Maybe not necessarily for the Everton game because you still have to take the international break into account there. And you know Klopp has a tendency of, of going for players who haven't travelled as much. So I think maybe the next league game will get a better indication of, of what the story is about Gerald Kwanzaa or with Andy Robertson's replacement on the left. Uh, LFC and Declan Rice would have been the title. Um, Ockf, how do I pronounce your name? Ovkar. I said in the summer, if we didn't get Jude Bellingham, Declan Rice would have been second on my list for a player Liverpool should have went for. And Arsenal got him, and it's a good fit. I think he'll do really well at Arsenal, but I don't disagree with you. I think any top-notch defensive midfielder, I would go as far as to say would make us title favourites. I know that's a big statement. But I still say if we got Caicedo, and I know it's not working out from whatever, or excuse me, a Chelsea, but I also don't give a fuck, it's not working out from a Chelsea. But I still say if we got Caicedo under Klopp, we'd be favourites for the league in my head. Or if we got a Declan Rice, we'd be favourites for the league in my head. So, but we didn't. So we've got to go out there and find our own number six. Who has a higher ceiling, Garnacho or Doak? I'll be honest, I think they're both brilliant. Yep, yeah, I think Garnacho has magic, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I have read a couple of things about his attitude, but I don't know if that's changed or, or his arrogance. Again, I'm just saying what I read, I'm not saying the kid's arrogant, but he's very, very good. Um, and Ben Doak, look probably a little bit further back in his development than Garnacho. Garnacho's had some more first-team games, I think, for United. But I'll just say this. If you're a United fan and you've got Garnacho, you're happy. If you're a Liverpool fan, you've got Ben Doak, you're happy. So I'm glad we've got one of them two kids. And I like Ben Doak because I like the Scottish-Liverpool connection. But I do think is a good footballer. Uh, VVD not being the same since the Pickford attempted assassination. I mean, it's a little bit steep there, but I'm with you. I think we've seen the best of Virgil van Dijk, and I think we should be looking to bring in somebody to really put the pressure on Virgil van Dijk in this, from the summer onwards. Uh, would I be mad to say I wouldn't mind Calvin Phillips at Liverpool? So, Owen, oh, this is... I've heard both sides of this right I'm in the camp of I wouldn't like Calvin Phillips but I understand people that would 
it's not something I think is the most ludicrous idea in the world. For me, again, I'd be looking at the age profile of Calvin Phillips. I'd be looking at the fact that he's not had much football at Manchester City. And he's also had a bit of an injury record over the years, if my memory is right. So from those few bits and pieces, I would say no. I would like us to go and spend the money elsewhere on somebody younger. But I can understand why the link is there. I can understand why the media are you know, trying to get a move for him so he can play and he can be fresh with the Euros and he can get match fit. Just not Liverpool for me. Um, yeah, that's my take on it. But I do appreciate your side of it. Would I take Valverde? Oh, God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Klopp's a big fan of Valverde. Um, Valverde's got that word Kloppo loves. Versatility. Uh, he can play in the right side of attack. He can play in midfield. He's got that Uruguayan steely mentality. Yes, I, I think Valverde's a really, really, really top player. Camavinga would be perfect. Oh, he would. He really would. He'd be a better fit than Many in my eyes. I think Camavinga is the better player of those two. And I wouldn't have thought that. I, I have to say I'm late to the Camavinga uh, loving. You know, I've always known about him, but I watched them play against Ireland with France on a couple of occasions. I watched them then play with Madrid on a few occasions, and he's so good. He's so good. Looking back on it, do you think we should have kept Flacco? I think it was his decision. I think the club would have happily kept him. But I think it was his decision to want to go. So, if a player wants to move, his family are up for the move, the money's right for him. I think I think we got a fair price. I think it was a fair deal all around. 40 million team fair to me. So, I'm not displeased with it. Look, we haven't replaced them. We haven't brought in a number six that's done the job yet. But I, I think that was a good deal. I think it was a fair price and maybe the right time. Should Endo play more, yes or no? Yes. Because we need to know if he's going to make it or not. And you're not going to tell if he's going to make it or not by playing him in the occasional Europa League game or a League Cup game. If we want to see if Endo is going to make it at Liverpool, he needs a run of 10 games. So, yes, play him. And I would start by playing him in the Merseyside Derby this weekend. And on that note... I'm going to go and record my preview for the Merseyside Derby and uh, unpack my suitcase and a few other bits and pieces because, um, yeah, sorry, I was, I was getting confused by comments. So look, great to be back tonight. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for coming in and having a chat with me. Again, if we disagreed on some stuff, that's okay. Much love to you all, as always. Uh, be back tomorrow night at half past eight for another live stream. And of course, we'll have the game on Saturday morning. Don't forget to check out the new video on Top of the League as well where I give you my take on the Sir Jim Ratcliffe takeover at Manchester United or at least the partial takeover. Uh, I've recorded a video for Anfield Agenda as well and I'm just about to record the news or the preview. So that should be out by 10 o'clock. Yeah, it should be out by 10 o'clock. So look, much love as always, my friends. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight and I will see you same time, same place tomorrow. Great to be back. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.